money. Is that, are we starting? Yeah. Is that how we're starting? Yeah, well, isn't that the new start? Hey, buddy. I mean, that's. I thought that was our new thing. I don't know. No, no? I'm, I'm not into it. So you prefer the... Good morning, John. Good morning, Ray. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready for another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. Yes! We're it's Saturday, my favorite day of the year. Every time. Oh, man. I'm so happy to be here today. Well, good. You, you seem a little, a little better today. Oh, yeah? Last time we recorded, you were kind of in that supercilious mood. Oh, was I? Yeah. Okay. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm not critiquing. I'm just saying I it's different. That was yesterday, and I believe we did three episodes, and maybe, you know, a half of one is good enough to put out there. I don't know yet. Yeah. We, we haven't, haven't edited we those. We haven't gone down. There's going to be a lot of editing on those, so. <laughs> Okay. That, that I know. So you want me to straighten up a little bit today? Hey, man. Like I said, I am not judging. Yeah? I'm just discussing what I observed. Okay, okay. So today we are going to talk about... Um, Some technology. Yeah, technology tools. Um, website uh, overlays or widgets, so to speak. Um, a lot of these things that we'll discuss actually you know, tie in with the DMS and they are fully integrated into the, the dealer's systems online and internally. Uh, but for lack of a better word, Website widgets, maybe. Website widgets, apps. Yeah, there we go. Uh, simplicity tools. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's certainly a trend in the car business, regardless of your your take on its longevity or benefit, if it's a fad or the future, uh, of one price shopping, one click buys. You're doing ninety percent of the of the car purchase outside the four walls of the dealership. Yeah. So whether we're talking about um, getting so far along in the process, like uh, running your credit or or getting your likely finance rate, that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, there are tools out there now that literally a customer can kind of build their own deal. Uh, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, I would use that. Obviously, I've got a little more experience than the average car buyer. Right. But, I mean, shoot, if I could work up my whole deal and then go down to the dealership and say, all right, here's what I'm expecting. You know, if, if you're good, I'm good. Let's sign up. Um, well, and I, I would say I, I don't believe that the entire population – of customers will ever completely adapt to that modality. Yeah, I don't think they will, but uh, we briefly discussed this before hitting record, and we kind of agreed that if there's 10% or if there's 60%, we don't want to leave that business on the table. Absolutely not. We want to offer that as a solution. Right. And if there are still those, you know, old school buyers that, you know, want to come down with cash in their back pocket or want to come down and you know go to battle and negotiate then then we ought to be able to serve those customers as well absolutely but i guess what what we're both kind of saying is we want to reach all markets yeah uh we don't want to just target one i mean there may be hey there may be some used joe's used cars out there that's like "Ah, i'm not buying into that i'm not doing that stuff somebody wants to buy a car they'll come down and there's and there's a uh a cost of entry into that marketplace, right? Yeah. You, know, you you have to purchase the software or 
uh, hire on the development team or that vendor to provide those back-end services for you. Mm -hmm. There's no dealership or OEM as we speak now has it internally. They don't have it within themselves. So you have to go outside. You have to go outside. And now you've got dealers, whether it's, you know, used car, Joe's used car lot or ABC Motors, it's a OEM branded uh, dealership Mm -hmm. who have to determine is the cost of this going to provide the return that makes it a good investment in my capital? Yeah, just like any other marketing dollar or, or business expense, uh, you know, isn't an investment worth making? Is it going to increase my sales or right. increase my revenue uh, or profit, bottom line, right? All right. So let's touch on some of these other uh, entities like Carvana or, you know, the Tesla experience uh, for a while was kind of a test model. Uh, but I hear that they are opening brick and mortar dealers. Now. I've been to a Tesla dealership in uh, just north of Atlanta, in okay. Marietta, Georgia, or Alpharetta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, and I don't think that that's an exclusive kind of thing. I, I believe that there are more and more actual Tesla dealerships where people can go in and test drive and sit in the vehicle and see what the features and benefits are. And maybe get service, yeah. And service, yeah. I mean, uh, dealerships I've worked with and worked at, I've known that they won't touch. A, you know, a, a Tesla, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, what, tens of thousands of volts, <laughs> you can fry uh, somebody bad. Yeah, and if they don't have the proper training. Right. Yeah. And, or you know, safety mechanisms in place and all that sort of thing. I mean, that's, you're, uh, you, you take your life into your hands if you start <laughs> touching wires uh, under a Tesla. Well, now, I have never bought a Tesla. I, I've read a few articles about how they started or how they did business, but uh, it was basically... You ordered one from the factory before they even ran that line of vehicles, right? You had to order it a year or two in advance, and yeah. then when it was built, it was delivered to you on a on a trailer. Correct. And then they and had like a, agents that would come out and do the delivery with you. Right. And the most they ever had was in shopping malls. They had a kiosk. Yeah. And maybe a little storefront there. No vehicles there, but right. iPads and computer screens, and they'd walk through it with you, and you yeah, completed the purchase. Never having seen the vehicle that you just bought. Well, that's funny because I worked with a small dealer um, in Dayton, Tennessee. Very small. But the guy who owned it, Charlie Rogers is his name, um, he was in the car business in, I don't know, since the 50s, I believe. He started as a salesman down here in Chattanooga, uh, downtown, in like you know a tall office building. And I forget the name of the dealership back then, but... Uh, he was telling me of the days when they would have like three cars inside like a brick, you know, six story. They would have a floor of the building. And so they would pull in like three cars in there. And then you would walk in and pick out which model you wanted. And then they would uh, go through the color palette, you know, for the interior, the exterior, any additional options you wanted. And then they would just kind of order it. You know, they didn't have a lot full of cars. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding some of that because I don't know what they did with their trade-ins and that kind of stuff. But. Right. And obviously, they got away from that model. Yeah, right, right. So, But isn't it funny? We're kind of getting back to that now. Back, back to that. And it's it's the, the Amazon effect. People like to one-click and I'm done or do everything virtually. And I think it's most appealing to those people who dread that experience of going to a car dealership and have the conception or misconception of 
I'm going to be railroaded. They're going to just stick me in what they want me to buy, not what I truly want. Well, I mean, it's kind of a, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to make light of this, but, you know, the millennial kind of meme is that everybody has anxiety, right? right. Everybody has the social anxiety where they don't leave the house. They just want to sit at home and be on their computer. And right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of funny that they can buy a car that way now. Yeah. Right. But in my way of thinking, and maybe it's old school, mm-hmm. but when have you ever had a customer who came into a dealership and even though you're showing this incredible price on this vehicle online mm-hmm. and say, sir, this is our absolute best price. And they say, all right, well, I'm going to offer you and give you something <laughs> right, right. lower. Right. Yeah. Or, or call up. Yeah, or call up the dealership because you've got this great price online of the vehicle, and they'd say, "All right, well, what's your best price?" And, and right, to and me, like, sir, I don't advertise my highest price. Well, yeah, why would I put my second best price online? I'm right. trying to get your attention, and obviously, I did. Yeah. So, what makes you think that there's there's some lower price to be had than this price that? Obviously interested you enough that you've made the trip down here or at least uh, started a phone call. Well, I think, I mean, if I can be brutally honest, it's our own damn fault. Yeah. We've trained the customer. We have. That, that uh, you know, especially at the end of the month, you come, hey, we'll make you a crazy deal. It's the end of the month. Come on down. Right. You know, they're always having a sale. Right. You know, oh, it's a 3000 below sticker. Uh, well, then what's the sticker price for if you're going to sell every one of them for 3000 below sticker? Right. Uh, yeah, so I think we've kind of coached the buying public into negotiating. We have. So maybe uh, with these advanced companies or these companies on the cutting edge, uh, number one, I believe they're working with a certain percentage of the population that want to work that way. Right. So they're, they're providing a service and... Number two, maybe it, the side effect will be tra- uh, retraining the customer that there's no need to negotiate. We're going to give you our best price. Yeah. You know, you don't go to Walmart and negotiate the price of a jug of milk. And I remember watching, a, a, I don't remember if it was like a news article or a documentary of some sort, but seeing the, the head of two of the largest dealer groups in the country who independently both said in interviews that they believed we were, you know, five to eight years away from a one price market. Yeah. That the entire industry was going to go to a one price market and the price was going to be the price and people were going to know that was the best price and, and that was going to be it. Now we still haven't achieved that. And I think we've, since I watched that, it's been beyond, I believe it was five, within five years, they said, and it was more than five years ago. We're not there yet. We're closer today yeah. than we've ever been, but we're certainly not there yet. Well, I think that has advantages and disadvantages. I think for both the customer, well, let's talk a bit from the, the customer's point of view first. I think that then transfers the decision from where will I get the best deal to where will I get the service that I find valuable. Yeah. You know, whether that's I like a speedy service experience or I like this dealer because they give me a free detail every quarter. Yeah. Or, you know, this uh, this dealership has pick up and drop off service for my scheduled maintenance. Oh yeah. So then we start competing within the market on customer experience and services provided instead of overprice and, and who has the best See, see, this is the thing. It's not even that we're negotiating price right now. 
we're negotiating with who has the best closer. Right. You know, who's the best well, salespeople? But the, I, I think that for, you know, for as long as there's been a car industry, mm-hmm. there's been the component of competing on the the other intangibles or mm-hmm. or peripheral. Yeah, absolutely. I just think maybe it'd be more so. Benefits of a, one dealer over another. I mm-hmm. mean, for one person, it might be this one's close to me. Right. So therefore, even though they're not the biggest or the best or don't offer the best services, I appreciate the convenience of knowing that they're right down the block or another person might think that buying from a different dealer who may be across town has more prestige with it or more peripheral services mm-hmm. or, you know, that's the service. They have, they have the best service eat. lounge and the best coffee, yeah, right? Right. Man, yeah. their popcorn. Oh my gosh. Have you tasted their popcorn? A Starbucks, uh, <laughs> self-dispense. That's what I'm yeah. looking for, right? I no longer have to go to Starbucks to get my coffee. I can just go in there and sit in their <laughs> updated plush lounge and so, drink my Starbucks. So and I'll go buy my... So I'll go buy my car at the cheapest dealership, and then I'll get it serviced at the one with the Starbucks inside yeah, of it. Yeah, but, you know, they, um, they want to hopefully be part of the family. So uh, all this to say, I, I don't believe, and, you know, I mean, the, the market will bear if I'm right or not. I don't believe we're ever going to go to a one price. I've had too many people who, even though they see that you're the best price in town, they come and they want to... Even those that say they don't want to negotiate mm-hmm. end up negotiating. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the component for me um, that I find is going to be a little troublesome is, again, going back to our previous training days where we taught that only 20% of customers buy the vehicle they initially inquired yeah. about. Right. You know, once they get to the lot, they say, oh, what about that one? Hey, what's the thing on this windshield that says $10,000 off? Yeah. Or, man, that color, I, I thought I liked it on the computer, but no, that's not going to work. Yeah. So. Or, or uh, yeah. they see a vehicle, you know, maybe they really want a truck, but they're buying a car, but they see, gosh, the price of a truck isn't that much more. Mm-hmm. Their own preconceived ideas as to what's possible within what they can do. Mm-hmm. Right? I think people, even though they're more armed today than they've ever been in history with information, I still think they come in greatly lacking in the true knowledge of what it's going to take for them to purchase a car. Well, I think some of these technology components, I mean, I've looked at some this morning, um, AutoFi, uh, Roadster, people like this that, you know, are a vendor for the dealerships. They will do their web interface and literally, again, neither one of them is a sponsor of the show. (laughs) Not yet. Right. (laughs) But the customer can get on there and scroll through the inventory, find the color they like, the equipment they like, and then literally build their own deal. You know, what if I put a thousand down? What if I put five thousand down? Uh, They... I don't know the back end workings. Do they actually pull a full credit report? I'm assuming they do not. You know, maybe a last four of the social will get them kind of a soft pull. Right. So they can estimate rate. Uh, And then as a dealer or as a salesperson, if I got some of these kind of leads where the customer said, I want this rate and this payment and this price and this vehicle, I would say, okay, I'll have it ready for you. When do you want to pick it up? Yeah. And, And we're conquering that number one complaint about buying a car which is time correct I and mean, if i have everything ready to go when they show up yeah it's that uh, true car mentality it's uh, i can go through all of the processes and and i do feel like people want to do more of the preliminaries 
previous to arriving at a dealership. I think current... uh, You're saying people... You believe people do prefer to do more of the legwork at home versus sitting in the showroom? Well, we know. I mean, what's the last one I heard was 96% of people have been online in their car buying process prior to coming into a dealership. I want to know who those other four people are out of 100. Well, I I know. They were just driving. They were going to uh, the Publix grocery store and said, you know what? Let's go buy a new Mercedes. Yeah. I I know one of those guys. He's a jerk. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, then he, I thought all the jerks drove a BMW. You know, we don't even want to sell to him. (laughs) So that, I don't know that they want to complete the process. I think they want to have as much ammunition I know, you know, many years ago, it was you had those people who came in and they had their folders right? yeah. before all the Internet and everything else. And you know, they had been in trade value. Right. And they were also if you were the first dealership they came to, they would say, well, I got to go to two more. Right. <laughs> they had no idea why they needed to go to two more, but they just had, yeah. had in their head that they had to at least go to three different dealers before they purchased because that's the only way to get a good price. I remember reading articles, you know, about like consumer reports wanting to educate the customer on how to get a better car deal. And one of the things that all of those different publications and articles pushed was always leave. You right. know, I don't care how good a deal you think you're getting, always get up and go back to your original car. Right. And he said, and there's a riverboat out here on the banks of the All Tennessee. Right. But yeah, they said, uh, I guarantee you, the salesman will come stop you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and offer you one one more shot or a better deal. <laughs> and, and it is. It's, it's those people. I think ultimately, I, I don't see a majority of the population feeling comfortable enough when you're talking about something like a car, mm-hmm. especially if it's something you know you're going to keep for at least a few years, if not, you know, 10 years or more. I know there mm-hmm. are people who keep cars for extended periods of time um, without ever having seen it, touched it, sat in it. Uh, I, I just don't think you're ever going to get, get to that point. And, and again, we've done such a good job of educating the consumer on the way the process works. In other words, you need to negotiate that. Well, it's you say educating. A, I say, I, I don't think, I mean, it's the educating almost sounds like a good thing. It's right. good to get an education. I think we have trained the customer to do that. And well, training is a good thing. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I trained my cat. Did I tell you this the other day? So my cat likes to go in and out. And I hate having to get up every time he wants to come in and open the sliding door. And every time he wants to go out, I open the sliding door. So a lot of times I'll just leave the screen kind of closed to about four inches where he can get in and out. But it gets a little chilly here in February and March, so I was shutting the glass door. Well, he started clawing at the screen and kind of making it rattle every time he was out and wanted to come in. And I said, Ray, he, he has learned that every time he rattles... See, in, in my view, you I get up, him. Well, I get up to, to go over there, and I don't want him rattling the screen because he's putting claw marks in it. But to him, every time I do this, it works. John comes and lets me in. Right? It's Pavlov at work. <laughs> so either he has trained me or I have trained him. Yeah. But I don't like that. <laughs> well, I think the smarter of that equation, the smarter uh, animal in that equation trained the less smart. Well, thank you. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm going to leave that there. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So, I we agree that I want, as a dealer or a manager, I want every deal. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, another thing, if they complete finalize the deal one click all I have to do is show up at the dealership they're going to toss me a set of keys I sign off that I am who I said I was everything else is already completed online Mm -hmm. and I leave there are dealers that you know you've just cut out the opportunity for my F&I department Mm -hmm. to make their money on that deal you've cut out my my sales team Um, yeah it just I think you're but gonna hey, get if you sell 30, 40 more cars that month. There are dealerships I know of one in Texas who they only sell to people who purchase online. Right? Yeah. You can't you, you only go in that dealership if you have the appointment to come pick up your vehicle because you've you've done it all online. So hmm. uh, and they sell a, a tremendous number of cars. Uh, well, I think it's going to that uh, I mean there are other dealers out there and you know big conglomerates uh that have kind of i mean i know for for example there's one here in chattanooga and i've talked to some of the people that work there they have got this sales process down to where the salesperson is almost a greeter and a uh, um a selection expert You know, their job is to unlock the car, ride with them on a test drive, and if they're ready to purchase or want to look at numbers, then that customer is turned over to a closer. Yeah. Uh, And so the salesman literally, you know, underpay or, well, underpaid compared to other salesmen because because they're not doing the full sales process. Uh, So I think as an industry, we're kind of trying these different things. I mean... You know, we're always looking for bigger, better, faster, um, generate more revenue. Yeah, and I would contend that it's not a matter of a change in the car business. I think it's use of technology to change what we're doing at what points in the process, right? We're doing Mm -hmm. more outside the four walls of the dealership than we ever have before, but it still ultimately is the same process. Landing people on a vehicle, building faith and confidence in the dealership or brand or both mm-hmm. that I'm going to purchase from, um, you know, negotiating a, a, a price that the customer sees a value that is greater to or equal to or greater than the value that's being provided, uh, exceptional service, good uh, customer relationship, even after the sale. I mean, all the same components that build a thriving dealership are still there. I agree, and again, some some percentage of the population is going to want to go down to the dealer, sit face-to-face, touch it, smell it, feel it, and have a discussion about the figures with a professional. Right. Others in the marketplace may prefer to sit at home and do all of their research and look at all of the dealers around, and you know they might order a car from 800 miles away, right. uh, but... They, they see enough reviews that say this was a great buying experience. I got a great price. We do. We trust reviews, right? I mean, right? Before I go to a new restaurant, I'll look at their reviews. What's their rating? What are their reviews? So that mentality is certainly pervasive throughout the, the population in the United States. Um, however, I don't think it's just those ones that want to negotiate. I think you still have a percentage of the population, and I might suggest it's even bigger than, than what... Uh, 
some of the, the experts in the field would say, who walk into a dealership, they know they're ready for another car, but they're not really sure mm-hmm. what they want. Yeah, they want to look around. Yeah. They want and, to sit in some. They want to drive some. And it's tough to do when you're looking at your phone or yeah. your computer screen. It, it may be better geared toward, you know, the old adage that a Buick customer is only going to buy a right. Buick. Right. Or Toyota, right? Toyota yeah. has the, the highest loyalty amongst owners anywhere in the country, both in service and in sales. Yeah. Uh, so there's certainly, I, I know my next vehicle is going to be a Toyota. I've only bought Toyotas. I'll only buy Toyotas. My next one is going to be a new yeah. one. I know the models that I prefer. I, I have a cousin who is quite my elder. Uh, I've always called him my uncle, but you know, by blood, he's my cousin. But he is in his 70s, and he is on like his eighth Camry. Uh, and that's just what he buys. Right. You know, every three, four years, he goes and gets a new Camry. Yeah. Uh, so and yeah. for those customers, yeah. absolutely. Doing 90% of it, if not, you know, 99% other than the delivery of the vehicle online, why not? Mm-hmm. But I, I think is is still a significant po- group within that population that's going to say, I want to look. I want to determine what I want my next vehicle to be. I'm kind of interested in these, but I kind of like those, and I want to be able to see them side by side and compare. And well, well, I think we ought to. I think we ought to revisit this subject at a later date because I don't think we have come to a final verdict, other than some like it this way and some like it that way. Yeah, and ultimately the verdict will be determined by the the proof as the industry evolves. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. We hope this was. Uh, informational and and even possibly entertaining at times and uh, we really appreciate you listening we hope you'll listen again and thank you for listening to saturday morning sales meeting we certainly enjoy you being here what we that's stupid uh, yeah. we certainly enjoy providing uh, this for you Wendy, yeah right? i don't know yeah. anyway, let's do this at the title again uh, all right anyway thank you for joining us for another episode of saturday morning sales meeting we hope you'll listen again If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.